This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, proudly sponsored by Dylan's Brewery and the Sky Blue Tavern. And I'm Ross Cooper, and today I'm joined by Ross Spencer. Not one, but two Rosses uh, today uh, for you to enjoy Sky Blue Army. Ross, uh, how are you today? Yeah, double Ross, mate. Yeah, yeah, all, all good, mate. Nice to be, uh, nice to be back on. To be fair, because I've not been on for quite a while. I think it was just before, just before Christmas when this run sort of, uh, yes. sort of started. I think me and myself and Matt, sorry, we we sort of started this, uh, <laughs> run. this run that we've going on. Yeah, yeah, we've not looked back since, and we've been absolutely flying. And I, uh, I've enjoyed listening to yourself, Dino and and Dave, sort of debrief it all over the yeah. the past few weeks and over Christmas, mate. So yeah, I'm all good. Good, good, mate. Yes, no, we, we certainly are on a roll. And of course, in, in the pod today, um, as always, we're going to we'll take a look back at the weekend's a win as that great form continued for the Sky Blues with that 2-1 win away at Sheffield Wednesday. And we'll have a look ahead to the FA Cup game on Friday. Um, but we, we do have to start, unfortunately, on, a, on that sour note at the end of the game, uh, Ross, obviously that abhorrent uh, racial abuse that Casey Palmer suffered from, you know, an individual, maybe a couple of individuals um, in the corner of the home uh, section of the Sheffield Wednesday support. Um, and it was clear watching it um, at the time on, on the iFollow. Um, he clearly something he went, when he went over to get the ball, obviously some racial remarks. And we've seen videos of monkey chants and gestures and things like that. Which is obviously it goes without saying. Everyone here at Skybiz Extra, we obviously absolutely um, are disgusted, you know, by um, by that behaviour, and we uh, obviously stand with Casey Palmer and, and everyone in supporting him. And you know, it's twenty twenty four, Ross, and you know we shouldn't 
we shouldn't be talking about this, yeah, should we? In, in a championship fixture, coming from, you know, obviously it's not Sheffield Wednesday fans. It's it's a it's a minority. You know, we saw only a few weeks ago a couple of one of their fans got sentenced. You know, for holding up that Bradley Lowry, you know, photo. Yeah. So it's not a good look for them. But these individuals, it's it. I know it always baffles me because they're half their their team are you know of uh, are black and ethnic minorities. So yeah. it's it's it blows my mind. But you know, we we obviously send our support to Casey Palmer, and he. He knows that the Sky Blue family are with him, but it is it's it is disgusting disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I actually I was in a, I'm in a group chat with some of my um my other friends on WhatsApp as well, and I actually said it's quite ironic, really, isn't it? Considering that the Sheffield Wednesday team that half of them are are black, so while doing that, you're not just racially abusing our player and players on our team; you're racially abusing players that are playing for your badge at the same time. Exactly. So how is how it, when when you're wanting them to fight really for your club to keep them in in the championship? If you're presenting yourself in that manner and your fan base in that way, what what's going to make those black players want to play for Sheffield Wednesday Football well, Club? Well, if any, this any is player, isn't yeah, it, you know, because their yeah. teammates who whether they're you know, uh, you know, white or, or or otherwise, um, no one wants to see their colleagues and and, and friends. You know, have to enjoy that yeah. sort of abuse. And it clearly, it just again highlights, doesn't it? You know, Casey Palmer. Obviously, you know, we all love it when when uh, and we we all sort of love to hate it in a way. You know, when we you know an opposition player you know comes and gives you a little bit of jip and you you know yeah. you, you you know people throw the odd swear word and have a little. And I think the players know. And Casey Palmer knew. Obviously, you know when we scored the second goal, he. You know, and I think players and fans accept that that's part of it. You know, that sort of, you know, that back and that to and fro, you know, in terms of a little bit of stick and, you know, um, but again, it, it's it's sad that, you know, people feel like they have to, you know, step well across that line, you know, and bring sort of racism into it. And it is, it is appalling. And obviously we hope that the person, you know, as seen in this, you know, on the images and the videos is, found and obviously and hopefully banned for life. And I think that 99% of Sheffield Wednesday fans were in full support of that as well. So... Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, from what you've seen online, you see, obviously we saw a few comments from, I think, obviously that other podcast. I don't really know too much about them and um, certain sort of fans obviously saying comments about, oh, well, he did this, which we're not excusing the reaction, blah, blah, blah. But this is basically don't do not do that if you don't want this kind of reaction in return. And it's like, well, but no, it, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, does it? I mean, he's li- all, like, fair enough. All he literally did from looking at the videos was have a bit of fun of them and just kind of went like this and basically said, you're yeah. going down, which the amount of times that the Rico, well, when it was called the Rico over the years, we've had players do similar things and well, you've seen it on the telly and, you know, it's, it's, it's part is, of Ross, the game. The person- a player who I I despise, and you know Jamie Vardy, right? Is probably one of the yeah. biggest sort of shit houses. Now he has done all sorts of celebrations in front of all sorts of different sets of fans. Agreed. But the one thing that he never, obviously, you know, and he'll get given hurl every name under the sun will get hurled at him. Yeah, but nothing because he's white. There's there's nothing yeah. racist. So the the problem with people, these fans need to realise is, you know, I think Palmer does that. And Palmer has got thick enough skin to take, you know, people calling yeah, him, you know, million percent. You know, swear words and insults yeah. or whatever. But when people, you know, have to, you know, start doing, you know, monkey gestures and that, it, it it's so prehistoric at times. It's just, uh, it's shocking. And yeah, we stand with Casey Palmer and obviously we want to send our best, best wishes and support to him from everyone at Sky Blues Extra. And moving, looking just quickly ahead to Friday, um, Obviously, we've seen a lot of people on social media talking about 
everyone who's traveling to Hillsborough again on Friday. And it's another obviously sold out away allocation, which is amazing considering it's six days apart. Um, obviously, you know, if everyone, anyone has got the two-tone kit, whether this was the original one or the one that we had, you know, with the two-tone tram lines, I think it'd be an amazing show of support, you know, for Casey um, and, and and the whole, you know, squad uh, for people to, to, to choose to wear that top. So again, you know, Get your two-tone top out. It's an amazing kit anyway. Um, and if you're thinking you haven't worn it for a while, then this is, a, you know, as good a time as ever to, to you know, show show the support for Casey and, and the rest of the players. So, yeah, hopefully it'd be great to see a uh, a black and white sort of C, you know, behind that stand again. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed everyone can do that. And I'm sure the Sky Army, as always, will do an amazing, amazing job. Now... To the football, um, and it's always sad that we have to start on a non-football note, but looking at the football, and obviously, uh, Ross, we went into this game, obviously on the back of that incredible win, you know, um, against Leicester, we needed to back it up, didn't we? We we needed, we, we couldn't afford to sort of, you know, lose to Sheffield Wednesday, and then you'd almost feel like, well, we might as well have lost to Leicester and, and beat Sheffield Wednesday. We wanted yeah. to, to make the Leicester result count even more. We needed to get something, didn't we? Yeah, especially because we beat them at home as well. And I know Robin said they did have chances, but I'll be honest, I feel like we did dominate that game at home because obviously I was at the game and from watching it, they had their sort of sniff, so to speak, in the game. But it was very, it was very territorial, so to speak, from our point of view. It didn't ever feel... They felt like they could maybe have a moment where they could get sort of like, a, you know, it deflects in the box and a quick snapshot and it goes in. And then all of a sudden it goes to to 1-1 one, one or 2-1. And then yes, you're thinking, yeah. oh, no, but it was never, oh, they're piling no, the pressure they had on. They one goal mouth scramble, didn't yeah. they? That, and they were cleared off the line. But, you know, at that point it was 1-0. And we, yes, you know, maybe got away with that slightly. But then, you know, we went at the other end. And I felt like as soon as we turned it on, didn't we, 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 we obviously sealed that win. So, yeah, um, obviously going back to that, it, we needed to back it up really from beating the probably champions of this division let's be real about it from beating them at home and like I said we competed in that game 11 versus 11 and 10 versus 11 in my opinion it was not just oh they got a man sent off and it was it was the complete change of the game we were fully in that game until the penalty and and the red card situation happened so it was I think Sheaf said it in the post match didn't he after the game actually he said they all said in the in the tunnel and before the game that they have to go and back this Make up and they out. knew yeah and they knew they had what over 4,000 fans beyond the goal supporting well, them as well it looked, and, it looked amazing there's certain grounds yeah. where a packed away and looks uh impressive and I think Hillsborough is certainly one of those definitely I mean, Obviously, going into this game, um, the lineup I think is probably what we all expected. Obviously, um, you know, Collins, Bidwell, Kitchen, Thomas, Van Avak, Sakamoto, Eccles, uh, Sheaf, Palmer on the left with O'Hare and Godwin. Is that what you saw? Any surprises there, really? You know, obviously coming off the back of that great win against Leicester. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to delve into it too much. I've had enough powers on Twitter and stuff over the years for it. But obviously, Godwin's a bit of a floating float in the boat for me, so to speak. I'm I'm not sold on him still at the minute. I'm, I've still not been sold on him. Even last season, I was saying that I think he's, his legs are starting to go at this level. I think keep him in the squad, most definitely, and he, he's going to have an impact off the bench. But I do feel a bit for Ellis Sims because for me, I think Sims needs a massive run of games to really get it in his legs and get the going. And it feels like he comes in and then he's out for two or three games again. And it's just there's when, he, when you're young and you're that young, you've got to have that consistent football being played or else you're never, ever going to get into a stride and and I just feel it I feel for him more than I'm annoyed at Godden 
play in, if that me- makes I sense. I mean, because you look at Sakamoto, you look at Hanji Wright, they got that yeah. many games and they're benefited. I mean, just for any listeners, obviously it's going to be very confusing with two Rosses. If <laughs> if one of the, if, if Ross Spence makes a terrible opinion, make sure you get the right Ross if you're going to blame someone on Twitter, please. Um, but uh, So looking at, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, it was weird because we beat them on Boxing Day. Obviously, they've only played four league games. Oh, well, sorry, they'd only played three league games uh, between before Saturday. Uh they they'd won two of them, so they'd beat Preston. They'd uh, beat Hull three uh, one at home, although albeit Hull had ten men, uh, harsh red card. And then they yeah. obviously came into Saturday on the back of that, you know, a four nil you know, thumping away at Southampton, which is you know that's not the sort of game that's going to you know determine their their survival or not, is it? But I mean. The manager seems to have got a bit of a reaction. I mean, they they've given themselves a fighting chance, but I mean, it was one of those that you feel like we, we're showing that quality now, don't we? And you know, with that team and everyone knows their roles, that you feel like if we can just make our moments tell and defend properly, that we're going to uh, that we, we'd have a good chance of success. What, what did you make of the opening, say, you know, half an hour of the game, uh, Ross? Yeah, I think. The, the big thing for me that shifted in in this team, and I know that you've touched on it in a few of your pods that you've done since sort of the start of the season, is at the start of the season, we used to go into games and we never used to really know what we were going to get with the team. Like, you didn't actually know what was going to happen. Like, with our old team, you knew what we were going to try and do. It would either work on the day or it wouldn't. Whereas this team, it was like, are we going to play today? Are we going to turn up? Are we going to compete? There was not really anything about us, but then... All of a sudden, when it started to click, now all of a sudden, when I go into a game, I know what we're going to try and do to teams. And it's just whether we're going to turn up and put the ball in the back of the net and defend our box while on the day, and then we'll win. Or is it going to be one of those days where it doesn't drop for you, so to speak? So I think we're in that position now where we ultimately know what we're going to get with this team. It is just a case of, do we execute the plan and do exactly, things fall for us on, on the day? We're um, a well-oiled machine now, yeah, rather than massively. rather than being a bag of revels where you're not yeah. quite sure what we're going to get. You, you know what we're going to get. And it's just a case of, you know, and in a way that gives you, it's just a case of, like you say, how well individuals perform. Do we collectively and individually perform, you know, at a seven out of 10 or do we perform at a nine out of 10? And really, yeah, you know, agree. if our rating's better then, you know, and obviously that is why we've come out and we're on this great run, which we'll, we'll touch on later. I mean, you know, the game, they sort of, again, they're fighting for their lives. They sort of started okay. and then we. But once we got that foothold in the game, it feels like that we are getting better at sort of dictating the play, aren't we? Uh, yeah. And, and keeping a good threat. I think it just felt a bit like the home game again, to be honest. It just felt like, although they were having sort of little moments and stuff, you know, it was it was under control. Like Sheaf said it after his, um, after his post-match interview. And he, he said, you know, it just took us a bit of time. Obviously, it's a hostile environment. They get behind their team. You know, it's they're not going to make it easy. The pitch wasn't amazing there. Um, and it, it takes a bit of a while to, to settle in, especially when we're going to try and really be the, the dominators in the game of the ball, so to speak. They're not going to try and put... Obviously, they're a home team and they're going to try and gain advantage, but we are we have the better players, so to speak. So we are naturally going to have more of the ball. So it was just a case of getting that first goal. And I said before the game yesterday, if we score first, I have no doubts that we'll we'll win the game. So as soon I agree, as I knew, yeah. I saw that Ben Sheath goal hit the back of the net I just knew that we were going to go go on to win well, the game I just it, it, well, I have that confidence in them it. now <laughs> let's get let's get on onto the goal I mean it was uh what an unbelievable just like the whole sort of the move before and the, and the turn and everything it was absolutely so 
disgraceful, wasn't it? And I mean, he absolutely, Barry Bannon is probably still sliding. He committed that, he sold him uh, completely. It, clearly, Ben Sheaf has been watching Sakamoto on how to like do those Cruyff turns. Because I tell you, it was unbelievable. And what a strike. And it, like Robin said, and he sometimes he's mentioned it in previous interviews. And I've never quite fully understood what he's meant. But actually, when you see where the ball is and you see his body shape and the angle he's running at the ball, everything yeah. just looks right, doesn't it? It looks like a FIFA R1 and shoot, you know, finesse. And <laughs> Straight was, uh, into the top corner. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable strike, isn't it? And But he's capable of that, Ross. And I, I've said this for seasons that he should get more goals because technically he is an unbelievable player. He it- He's capable of striking a ball really well. Like, it, yes, it's a great strike, but it doesn't. It didn't shock me. I didn't go. Oh, I sort of went. Oh, wow, that's a great goal. I didn't go. Yeah, well, that's hell, Sheaf. That's ben, yeah. If that was Josh yeah. Eccles. I'd be like, crikey! But Ben yeah. Sheaf, I think he's capable of doing that, and I think he can do that a lot more for us. What, what did Agreed. you think of it? What a goal. yeah? I mean, he's he didn't come through the Hale End Academy at Arsenal for no reason, did he? He's a, no. he's a he's a very good footballer. I think. Don't be wrong, he does make mistakes at times, which every footballer is good. I mean, I watched Southampton against Swansea and they were literally, they're a great team, Southampton, to watch on the eye. They're in unbelievable form. But even some of their players at times will pass it across the goal and make a mistake. So even at the top, top end of this division, your best players will still do loose passes. And Sheaf does do that at times, you know. But he's got that much about his game that's so good to watch it makes up for all of the other parts that might yes, frustrate yeah. you at times. And I said it on Twitter when when I think he scored, I actually tweeted and I said, his football in IQ at this level is absolutely insane. I actually saw someone say he is the equivalent of Declan Rice in the, in the championship. Yeah. He is very similar in terms of how, the way he breaks up play, the way he keeps the ball flowing, the way he actually drives with the ball his now at times. It's sensational. It really and is. And like you said, and the one a thing, team. Sorry, mate. yeah, sorry. No, the one thing I was going to say is I agree with you is that with him, it, he frustrates me so much at times. You know, when he gets to the edge of the box and sometimes he tries to do extra things, and I just think, just shoot, yeah, please, yeah, 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 just yeah. shoot. And that proved my point yesterday stop doing extra things and just leather it, it like you've done there. Yeah, it was, impulse, it was just literally impulse. boom, straight away, and it just went in. And that was an absolutely brilliant goal, absolutely you're spot, you're sensational. Spot I mean, I, I remember when we when we had him on loan, I was sort of, um, you know, again, obviously, you know, we're talking, yeah, four years ago. So obviously he was a younger player. It was his first season in the championship. And, but I, and obviously we were by far sort of an inferior team to what we are now. But I remember I was a little bit like, mm, he was making quite a few mistakes. But a, a good friend of mine, uh, he said, I know I, I see a player there. And and actually, as the se- that season progressed, and when we sort of started, you know, sawing ourselves out towards the sort of end, and we ended up finishing sixteenth, he started then showing that um, ability, oh, man, and, and he's yeah. just gone from strength to strength. And I, I sort of, I mean, I, I think he suits the captain's armband as well. I have Love to say, Al Captino, as I call him, as he, well. He, he will be. I mean, it may, it makes sense to me, and I think. He is one of these sort of experienced heads in terms of games. Obviously, he's still young, but uh, yeah, a great, great player, um, and he's just. He it's like because he's got better players around him who are also on the same wavelength. So when he's trying to do those passes, more often than not than they were, say four years ago, they're coming off now because obviously oh, better players. But also, do you think he is? There's two things. I remember a few weeks ago, Dave Moore was asking the question on the pod about do we think that obviously Hamer going, and we were still playing the same formation from last year. It almost felt like he was trying to do too much, right? To try and cover two roles. Whereas going to the four now, the four two three one, it's almost like. 
it's like he stepped up in Hamer's absence, but he's not trying to be Hamer. You know, he he's being the best version of Ben Sheaf possible. And, yeah. and actually, and in this formation, he's just, I mean, he's just driving forward with the ball. I mean, I, and I've said this a few times, I don't know one player who looks worse in this formation than, than prior. The only, you know, like everyone looks 10 times better in this formation than previously. The only person who would suit back, back five better would be Carl McFadden. Yeah. And, and there's a reason why he's not played a single second since we, See, we changed. Yeah, so, percent But no, Ben Sheaf, unbelievable player. It's great. That we, I think he signed a contract in last year to 2026. So he's... he's, uh, he's, 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 he's he's got, we've got, yeah, I think we've got a good, we've got a good three years of him, yeah, I think, so. left. So... But brilliant from him. And obviously we got to half time. It was a good time to obviously get the goal. Um, and then the second half was one of those where again they're obviously going to push. And we but we had moments, we, you know, we look a threat, don't we? That's the key now, isn't it? Like, you know, there's there's games earlier on in the season where we you sort of we'd get to the final third, and again, particularly with the old system, and you you talk, go, I everyone doesn't really know what we're gonna do now. Whereas now it's clear we we've got width. We've got overlapping runs. We've got O'Hare dropping into those pockets. I don't think teams know how to defend against us. And that the, the sort of second goal epitomised that, didn't it? That lovely overlap from Bidwell. I mean, he'd yeah. never get that high up when he was playing wing an back. actual wing back. Not yeah, he's a, a fullback, and he's he's up there, and he puts a cross in. Palmer's there, and we we're just overloading. I, I looked at, it, I thought, wow, we've got so many people in and around the box. Matty Godden's there, ready to pass Sakamoto to the second ball. Then Ben Sheaf's arriving late. I'm thinking. Bidwell, I mean, we've literally got half the team up there and it was amazing to see. And it was a, I mean, Ben Sheaf double. I mean, the last time he got a brace, was that Birmingham game, was it? Yeah, you know, I think he, it was. Yeah, when he scored the header, didn't he, on half time? Then he got one after half time. Yeah, in that in that crazy game, I was at that game as well. That was that was the, that was the last he time he braces, actually did. He? Yeah, yeah. He, only, he just comes up with one of them every so often, doesn't he? Where he'll just score two in a but game. Give and... him confidence because that's the sort of goal you want to see from a goal scoring, say, midfielder. And... Do you know what I mean? And from, and for me, it should mean that you know players should start to look for him in in certain positions now as well. You know, if he gets the ball now, it can be realistically he doesn't shoot enough for me. So a lot of teams don't when they're when they're training a week and they're obviously looking at clips and they're doing whatever. They're not going to really go right. Stop close close this section down and 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 sort your press out in this position to stop Ben Ben Sheep from shooting. It's not really something they're gonna identify it's going to be more try and double up on Sakamoto try and double up on Haji Rai stop it going into the channels for Sims or Godden it's going to be little things like this stop it going into the pockets for O'Hare whereas now we can now utilize that whereas if we've not got an overload or we're sort of they've they've sort of camped us into an area of the pitch can we look to quickly progress it in the middle give it to Sheaf and Sheaf can have a shot <laughs> and well, exactly we, we, we can shoot from that position we can evidently see yeah he's not going to score every time but he's got more than enough quality to get five or six goals in that position before the end of the season. Agreed. And if but, he does that, that would be a, a huge... And uh, those five or six goals could be points that take us into the playoffs that, at the end of the that, season. And that's... and that's keep, we're, now at the, we're now at the stage of the season, Ross, as well, where I was listening to the commentary earlier on and the Leeds game. I know they played Preston and um, Leeds didn't play that well, but they got that late penalty. And I think Paul Heckingbottom, who went up with Sheffield United last year, obviously just got sacked. He said, at this stage of the season, the key moments in games are what defines people who go up and get in the playoffs and who don't. And I thought, you're so right. And goals from people like Ben Sheaf, who aren't necessarily expected, are key moments for a club like us. Because if we can get five or six extra goals out of him now till the end of the season, they could be goals that win us games well, or get a draw it, and 
you know, and take exactly us into right. the playoffs. And the key thing for me is, I think, you know, and I've touched on this before, last season we obviously had, you know, Jokeres getting 21 goals. We had yeah. Hamer with 12 um, or 11 or whatever it was. But then after that, there was a big drop-off. And it was very clear that those two players, if you stopped them, then you stopped us. And yeah. it looked, but this season, you look at it, and you go, well, our top scorer has sort of been playing out the left for the majority of it. <laughs> yeah. We've got Matt Godden. We've got Ellis Sims there, who, yes, hasn't got the goals, but he's creating space. You've got Callum O'Hare, you've got Sakamoto, you've got Ben Sheaf getting a goal, you've got Van Avak, who's capable of getting a goal. Casey Palmer, and you look at it and you go, I feel like they... There's, we've got too many options for teams to just go, ah, if we stop. Because it was very clear last year. And yeah. know, like, if we were playing against our Coventry side, you'd go, you got to, if you stop Jokeres, you stop this team from playing. Like you really yeah. do. Whereas I don't think that's the case. And I do think as a, as a team, we, we are a, a better side. Because there, people, also, people also have this myth that last season, um, at, by now we were going on this amazing run. But this time last year, we got, Battered by Norwich, we'd we'd had a couple of nil-nil draws. You know, we're in a better position now than we were last season, and, yeah. and I think we're only going to get better. And because pit players are improving all the time, we've got Victor Torp. I mean, think about it—a two million pound signing who we've got the luxury to go. You know what? We're just going to let him get up to speed. Yeah. Time, and then and then, when, and then when he's there, he can come in. Last and, season, we'd have been going, get him in, get yeah. him in the team. All the well, fans would have been mate, going, why is he not season. playing? <laughs> mate, go back to the start of this season. Yeah, the thought we were all going. We need. To, I can't believe we didn't get a centre mid. As soon as we get to January, we need a centre mid. Well, we've signed a centre mid, and none of us are going. He needs to play. Yeah, because, <laughs> and, and we sold. Yeah, because people have stepped up. It's the so formations. True. It's it's great. I mean, and just just rounding off this game. Obviously, um, they got a goal back and we made for a nervy few minutes because they 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 struck me as a very much a I don't know. They they sort of resorted to picking O'Hare and everyone when they got the chance, lumping these balls in the box, trying to win headers, and that's how they got their goal. Josh Windass sort of you know it was pinball in the area and then he finished it off and then they had a couple of other little moments like that but they you never felt they were going to open us up and sort of you know play us off the park and and we we stood firm and I was thinking about this uh this morning I, I think in moments like that because we held on against Leeds and we withstood their pressure that is, yeah. to me is the toughest place to go in in, in the league yeah, alongside, alongside the CBS but for other teams but Ellen Road we went there we got the equaliser they piled on the pressure and we stood firm so I think we, we, team, yeah we got out of there as a team of defenders, as as that back five, including the goalkeeper, you look at that and go, "Well, we can do it again." We're going to chef. You know what I mean? We've we've done. We've been in the lines. Yeah, we've, and we've held firm. So if we can do it there, we can do it against these. And yeah, think- we've almost been in the trenches once, so now we know what it is yeah, to go in the 100%. trenches, don't we? And I I said that at Leeds away. I remember when we left there, and it felt like we'd won the game by getting that point because of how difficult that place is to go. Like, look what they did to Ipswich. They absolutely blew them to to pieces. And Ipswich are a good team, very good team in this league, and. Like you said, I was at Leeds away and that was backs against the wall in the trenches for those last 20 minutes. And I said, after drawing there, we can really use this to completely yeah. transform our Character season now. Them. And it's and you could tell after the game that the team left the pitch and they thought, you know what, we can really compete and hang on against anyone in this 100%. division. And even the fans felt that leaving the game. The fans, I remember fans were saying, they said, we've just come and got a point at Leeds. You know, after going 1-0 down as well, we actually equalised. We didn't go 1-0 up and then concede. We actually went 1-0 down and then equalised in the game and then hung on at the end of the game. And we also had chances to nick it. I know they did, but we had a couple of chances in that game that we could have scored. So I totally agree with you when you say... Teams like Sheffield Wednesday, although it's going to be difficult, we have that almost balls of steel about us to say, you know what, 
come at us for 20 minutes and let's see what you're about, if that makes sense. Not not a case of them going, let's see what you're about and we're going to bottle it. It's more, okay, give us what you've got, give us your best and we'll withstand it. And that's what has really changed with this team as well. And I think results like yesterday just prove what Ellen Rhodes' result did to us as well as a team. Exactly, exactly. Especially when you consider earlier on in the season, you know, late goals away at Hull, at home to Huddersfield in the last minute. You know, we... Yeah. The team has come on leaps and bounds. And again, in that back four, where everyone looks like they know what they're doing. Um, obviously, that win took us back into the playoffs. It was a great response after Hull had won on Friday night. 43 points. West Brom losing, meaning we're only two points off fifth. Um, so things things are looking good. Um, Position-wise, obviously, still um, still you know plenty of games uh, to go. Uh, 18 matches, in fact. Um, but I do want to get your man of the match, uh, Ross, for the game against Sheffield Wednesday. Who, who stood out for you? There's only one man, isn't there? He's here. He's there. He's every Benji. Benji. Yeah, midfield is where you win and lose games. And then if your midfielder gets a couple of goals, especially one like that, and you, you can say it if you like, mate, it's uh, a goal worthy of winning any game. Yeah, million percent. He, he's, he is top draw, mate. And we are, I hope fans start to realise how lucky we are to have him. I said it at the Swansea game, actually, about him. Him and Matt Grimes, outside of the top three teams in this division, are the two best centre midfielders in this division by a country mile. By, but there's no question about it for me. Him and Matt Grimes are just levels above everyone. Bar you lead Southamptons and people like that and Leicester. They are the players that would walk into any team in this division. So, yeah, by, by a mile, mate, Ben Chief, man of the match. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. So just a six-day turnaround then for the Sky Blues before heading back up to Hillsborough on Friday. Once again, um, this time for an FA Cup fourth-round clash. Um I don't know about you, Ross. When the the draw was made, I was a little bit meh. I say a little bit. I was very, very meh. Uh, Any all championship tie feels a little um, drab, um, to say the least. But the draw's been made. There's no point dwelling on that. But we go up there again with an opportunity. I guess that's how we're going to look at it. An opportunity to get to the fifth round, continue this great momentum, but it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it, to play a team? You know, we had it with Middlesbrough last year when we played them three times in a row. But this one, you know, obviously their priority is the league. Our priority is probably the league. But we know that winning breeds winning. How do you how do you think Robbins is going to approach this one? Because we do have a tight turnaround until the next game, um, playing Bristol on the following Tuesday. So what, what, what do you expect from Robbins? Because, you know, he alluded to wanting a cup run. 
could you see more changes um, for this game than what he made, say, for Oxford, you know, in the third round? I think we go back to the point, mate. I remember when we played Swansea at home, we've got a squad this year and people need to start remembering that a little bit. I remember when we changed the team against Swansea at home and it was like utter meltdown on Twitter. It was like, why are we resting Van Evac? Why are we resting? And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We have signed a lot of good players, you know, that can easily, they're not on the bench because they're rubbish. They're on the bench because they're trying to fight their way back into the team. So when an opportunity like the FA Cup arises, you stamp your authority in this game and say to Mark Robbins, you pick me, mate. Not, not, exactly. if you're Binks, if you're Louis Binks, you're going, don't pick Liam Kitchen or Thomas, pick me. Or if you're Lati Bodier, you're going, don't pick Van Evac or Eccles, pick me and put me in that position. And these That's are the. Want, isn't it? Yeah, that is exactly what you want. So for me, I think he'll go strong, but I think it will be very similar. I know he's already said, oh, Victor Torp's very, he's a few weeks away. Well, I was going to ask you about him. I, do you, I do really you, I would not. perfect game, isn't it? I would not be surprised if he throws him in for this game I, in I, the slightest. Would I. Neither would I, because I, I... It's very Robbins-esque, isn't it? To say one thing and then do another well, thing on the, on, the, on the Friday. I, I look at it and go, well... So he would have trained for, you know, basically two weeks, three nearly. Weeks. Well, yeah, by, by two, the two game and a on Friday, weeks, yeah. been two and a half weeks. And I sort of look at it and go, so there's a lot. He's obviously learning on the training pitch and all the rest of it. Now, you've got a game that at the end of the day, if, you know, if, you, if you'd if you asked Robbins, asked anyone out the two matches, you could only win one, which would you pick? We'd have all picked the league game. Yeah, million percent. Unless, I said un that. Unless the only, unless, you know, you guarantee that we'd get like Villa at home or something in the next round. Yeah. Unless you made that promise. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I still think a lot of people would go with the league and, 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 and rightly so. So I look at it and go, there's probably a lot that Victor Torp could learn from million percent. being given, given 60 minutes and, you know, and, and you know what, throw him in because there'll be a lot that they could then look, work with him afterwards and look through clips and go, okay, now you, you've been working with us on the training pitch. Now you can sort of see, so he, he obviously experienced on uh, Saturday being on the bench and seeing the atmosphere and everything. Now it's like, yeah. okay, now you're going to get a taste of it. And then you can go, okay. And bound, there's bound to be things that don't quite go right. Look, we've, fans have got to, hopefully, hopefully what this season's proved everyone is, Van Abak, you know, at times, Had looks right. quite dodgy. Had you right. You know, the rest of them, you can go to Sakamoto. All of them. All of them. So with, you know, Bobby Thomas at times had a wobbly period. Yeah, he's, so, he's had so a really Victor wobbly Torp period. Is probably going to be, I guarantee Victor Torp will be one of these players that he'll be like, oh, okay, see something there. And probably 10 games into next season, we'll be like, what a great player we've got here. Yeah, and yeah. So this the, the, between now and the end of the season is getting him as integrated as, as possible. I think this is a perfect game. I agree with you. I do. What's the worst, what's the worst thing that can happen because he's also going to play in a position maybe you could put him with a Ben Sheaf maybe you could put him with Eccles and a bit of a sink or swim you know I, I think a lot of our players this year have, have have swam you know when he put Kitchen and Thomas against Leeds I mean who'd have thought it like I say going to Ellen Road without fads but they they swam they they dealt with the pressure could Victor Torp you know he'd have picked up on stuff learn make make an appearance I, I agree I think it'd be a good game for him to be given a chance uh, and it's an obvious one isn't it because he's going to want to rest a few players and the I... person the person I want to ask you about and you probably is, is Sakamoto um, because he's played every minute of the last however many games do you see him he didn't have his most effective game uh, on Saturday and I, I sort of go could he do with a little just just a little rest, just so he's really fresh for Tuesday night. I I would quite. I mean, I was going to give you my team, but I'd quite like to see the two centre halves and the goal. Give, give, give me out. your team, Ross. Go on. Give, give, what team I'd, do you? 
I think Wilson, Wilson in goal to give Collins a little breather as well because you know he, we've got a squad now and obviously Wilson is more than capable of playing. I then probably play. I'd continue to play Van Evac because I feel like he's now got back into a stride. So I'd play him and I'd also probably play Bidwell. But you could play De Silva there, so it's up to Robbie yeah, what De he Silva does. Maybe starting. Yeah, yeah so it's maybe De Silva, and then I would go Binks and Lati Bodier at centre half, just like in the in the Oxford game. So you pretty much nearly change the whole back four. So it's a complete, but then more than capable of dealing with that Um, because you've got to bear in mind Sheffield Wednesday are also going to make changes in my opinion because the league is priority for them as well I would then go Victor Torp and Eccles as the two sitting players in in, in sort of the the 4-2-3-1 so to speak that we kind of play I then would like to see if he's fit Hadji come in on the left then I potentially would play Palmer off the right this game with Callum O'Hare as the 10 and then Ellis Sims or Matty Godden, but probably Sims to give him a game up front. And I think that is more than a strong enough team because Hadji doesn't have to play the whole 90 minutes. Hadji can play 65 minutes, get some minutes in his legs, and then you just bring on Taps for the last 25 yes, exactly, minutes. exactly. And you put Palmer out on the left, Tats on the right, and then, you, then you've then you rested Tats to the point he's not played a full 90-odd minutes of the game. But you've also, you've killed two birds in one stone. You've rested Tats and you give Hadji minutes back in his legs after having a few weeks out through injury. So for me, that would personally, what I would expect and like to see Robbins do with yeah, such a close turnaround. I, I, I sort of agree. I mean... I mean, I guess, you know, I want to probably ask you about it. Uh, the glaring omissions, I guess, is, you know, is, you know obviously no Kelly and no fads, you know. And I, mean, I, I mean, again, at time of recording, you know, both are obviously still at the club. I anticipate fads will be until until the summer. But yeah, there are a few murmurings, uh, just, you know, rumours doing the rounds about Kelly potentially going to Burton or, or somewhere else. The fact that he's not, again, he didn't play against Oxford and he, you do wonder, don't you? You, you do. Well, in funnily enough, I went on Instagram and on Saturday when we were playing, he was actually out on a walk with his dog and his family. And that was at like half to 3 p.m. So he wasn't even with the team. Mm. So for me, obviously, I know, especially with our chat, we're, we're not ones to buy into rumours sort of straight away. But this one does make sense if you know what I mean there's no concrete evidence of it but it is I feel like it's just a case of behind the scenes it's manufacturing into what it needs and wants to be if that makes sense I think it's just a matter of when not if with him we're just kind of playing a waiting game really and ultimately he's been a great look look listen Leon Kelly is is a fan we would not be in the position we are in now without players like Liam Kelly, Kyle McFadston, even Matty Godden, these type of players, no, of they no. they gave us a football club back ultimately along with Robbins and, and Vivash. They they are a key part of that. But they're I've said it for a while, our fans have especially at the start of the season, you notice that we're too sentimental with players, if that makes sense. We get very, very attached and don't realise that ultimately football is a business and it is a you, you want it's, to grow it's as a football moving, club. Yeah. Isn't it? It, it's moving, isn't it? Football doesn't stand still. Everyone's yeah. getting older. And, and, and then I guess the thing for me, mate, is like, if the, if Kelly had like, you know, come on now and then, or Fads had come on now and then, you sort of go, if it, then I think, oh, maybe he's gonna, maybe he'll play Kelly yeah. uh, on uh, um, Kelly and Allen or something on, on yeah. Friday night, you know. But it does feel like he's not playing. Do you know no, what I mean? He's, At he's, all. he's um, not. And, it, and for me, would I rather watch 
our new two and a half million or whatever it was pound young promising very good attributes and stats center midfielder that we've center midfielder that we've just signed because realistically he's not going to play much in the league in the coming weeks no, so this not, will be no. the, this will be the one chance that we're really going to get to see him and sort of get behind him and show him you know we're you behind know. you he could yeah. come in talk could and come he, in and suddenly be you could have a great actually, game we, yeah, we, so. we are literally going off what happened at the start of the season with the others but we've got to also factor he's now coming into a settled team, whereas the other team had to come in Everyone and make knew, it a settled they? team. Yeah. So it's very, very different environment. So we, for all we know, he could play on Friday and be, have an absolute stormer. And then we're going, Robinson's God, very we, good at play? managing expectations. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want yeah. people to expect too much. And I think he, I think part of that is because of how some of the stick that Hadji and other players got at the start Big of the season. Time. But I, I do agree with you. I think, I think it's pretty clear that uh that you know yeah surplus you know, to Kelly requirements and, oh, so yes, to speak is, yeah the changing of the guard so i will get a prediction uh from you for this game uh, ross what do you think uh i'm gonna go i think another 2-1 i think they'll probably score i think i think it'll be we'll dominate it again for sure because like i said I know we're on about changing our team, but they're definitely not going to play their strongest team. They're a million, because I mean, they're going to have a game on Tuesday as well, and they really need to pick up points. It's as simple as that. Their league is priority for them. I know it is for us, but especially if you're you're a relegation team, every game is so, so important. So for them, well, they are going to look at it. Mate, they've got Watford at home, then Huddersfield, which, then Birmingham. Uh, massive you know, games those two are so, for them so they're, they're in the in the in the corner of their eye mate they're not even really focusing on this game they have to prepare for it and turn up and try and win but if they go out they're not all going to leave there and go oh damn we're out the FA Cup they're going to be thinking right scrap the cup now all attention on the league so a draw would I, be a bad result wouldn't it no I don't do, I do not cool. want to replay I no, whatever we do I, I, as bad as it sounds I would rather us actually lose if that just makes sense out. if we're yes, go, yeah. if we're going to go there and not pick up anything just we may as well lose the game we either go it's black or white for me we win or we lose yeah, it's agreed. as simple as that I do not want a 2-2 and we come back to the to the CBS sorry and we're playing another Tuesday night game and that's affecting a Saturday game or whatever it may be I'd rather just go there and win or go there and we we unfortunately don't get the result we want and we, we're out of the cup it's as simple as that for me exactly exactly well fingers crossed uh that we can uh progress get another win and hopefully progress through to the fifth round of the fa cup um that is all we've got time for for today uh, thank you as always sky blue army for listening make sure uh you follow us on uh, social media at sky blues extra um and make sure you uh, get your comments in um uh with your thoughts as well and join the discussion ross thank you so much for your time thank and, you mate. Uh, as always play up sky blues thanks for listening to the sky blues extra podcast Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.